Hello and welcome back to the Riley Rickfield Show. I am your host, your one true best friend in the world, whatever you want me to be, Riley Brakefield. You know me. I hope you're listening for like the 12th time now, I believe. So, you know, just out here doing what I can to survive. Um, hope everyone's having a good week. You know, weekend's coming up. Uh, Going to be previewing like I do every Friday show. Going to be previewing college football games, NFL games, you know, kind of talking about what's going on in the world, yada, 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 stuff like that. Um, just a quick update on how the show is going to work out from now on. I'm moving my Monday show to Tuesday. Also moving my segment, Conspiracy Theory of the Week, to Tuesday as well. Just easier on me. You know, it gives me more time to kind of digest what happened throughout the weekend and where things are at. You know, more news coming out because I felt like Monday show was very quick and fast. Part of it was I was tired. My mom was here, but no excuses, none, none at all. Just kind of better for me, and I think it would be better for the show moving forward. Just do Tuesday, Friday, so... Hopefully that works out for you. But let's get into a couple news articles, a couple stuff going on this from around the world. Um, first off, the Eric Bieniemy stuff with uh, him and Patrick Mahomes arguing last week, and then LaShawn McCoy comes out saying that that's all that Bieniemy does. You know, he doesn't know shit about play calling, basically, which then makes you wonder. It's like, so that's why he never got hired for a head coaching job. It had nothing to do with the fact that he was black. It's because he's probably not the best play caller. Which I've I've always wondered because I feel like Andy Reid runs the offense there. You know, I don't feel like Andy Reid. I mean, Andy Reid's been a genius when it comes to the offensive spectrum for God knows how long now. He's very smart. He's I mean, he's produced winners. He's helped he helped turn the Chiefs into the Chiefs. I mean, he turned the Eagles into the Eagles. Helped the Packers out. Like I need to do a little bit more research and kind of look at his past offensive coordinators. One that comes to mind, Matt Nagy, obviously was his offensive coordinator when he went and became a head coach for the Bears, he sucked. Like, his offense was horrible. It was garbage. Everyone knows that. Makes you feel bad for Mitch Trubisky. He, and then, but now Mitch Trubisky got the same thing going with the Steelers. Horrible guy calling the plays. Just makes you wonder, you know, it's not necessarily a race thing. It, like people thought it was. It's more of the enemy doesn't really know what the fuck he's doing. So, I don't know. I thought that was pretty interesting of note, but that's just me, I guess. You know, that's just how it is. That's just, it's always just how I feel. I just hope that you... Listen and you understand, you know, but oh well. Mm, trying to open up my Zins here. Hold on. Time out. I'm, I keep doing. I keep doing bad timeouts and I'm sorry for that. You know, I'm still trying to learn how to do this. I don't really know the editing process very well, but I'm out here trying. I'm out here thriving. I'm just doing life, you know. Moving to college football, Lane Kiffin had some, had a press conference yesterday, I believe, and he was pretty. Not upset, but you know how Lane Kiffin is. Pretty laid back guy. Pretty upset, though, that the student section left at halftime of the game and didn't show back up when it's like, you know, the crowd noise does play a factor, especially in college football games, because college football, the crowd environment is 20 times better than what it is in the NFL game, and it can affect games a lot more. But then on the other hand, how can you expect your people to want to stick around when you're blowing somebody out, kicking somebody's ass, somebody that's not a good team, where the game's not going to be interesting at all. I can't I can't blame the kids for leaving. I mean, I've wanted to go to an LSU game every week, but I'm not going to go when we're playing shitty competition. It's not fun for me. I'd rather sit on my couch in the comfortability of my own home and watch a game there instead of get up, go all the way to the field, go all the way to the stadium to watch a game and then watch us beat the shit out of someone. It's not fun. It's not cool. But that's something I hope that – I think I said something about it either on Monday's show or – Last Friday, Joel Klatt came out and said, you know, 
a really good clip about what he thinks the scheduling should look like moving forward with the new 12-team format. And I believe that it would be best. You know, you play two two really good Power 5 opponents and then one cupcake group of five opponent. But it would allow, you know, still allow those games to other schools generate money, stuff like that. But then it just creates all-around better competition, makes it funner, makes the environment better, make, makes the season better, makes everything mean a lot more. I I agree with it. I think it would be... I think it would be great moving forward, but once again, that's just me. Who knows what everyone else thinks. Aaron Judge hit 61 last night, tying Roger Maris's record. Like I get it, it's you know it's quite the accomplishment, but I almost I can't tell if people are if he hit 62, if people are gonna be like, okay, he broke the home run record, because I believe at least 75 percent of sports fans still think that Barry Bonds holds the record. Because he does. I don't give a shit about steroids. I think the steroids are good for baseball. Everyone should do them. Make the game better. More home runs. Faster pitches. All that shit. Steroids should be legal in the, in the MLB. Why not? I don't. I personally don't think it helps you with your hitting. I mean, yes, you have more power, but your hand-eye coordination is probably the most important factor when it comes to hitting a baseball. Hands down, bar none. But, you know, I think the people that think that this might be the I, I, if he hit 62, there's going to be tons of sports writers and MLB old, I don't even know what the word would be, the old school MLB, like, no, it's cut this way, baseball can't be fun, basically those kind of guys are like, Aaron Judge broke the record, but he's not going to, unless he hits like another 11, like 13 home runs, he's not even come close to the record. Albert Pools also hit 700 over last weekend, I think I talked about it, but I'm, I think Albert Pools should try to, you know, He'd stick it out for what another two, three years. He hit twenty-one home runs this year, and he's sixty-two away from getting the record. You know, do that next three years if he can keep that pace up. Like, why not, dude? Go out, break the record. Three more years. Yeah, I mean, he looks pretty decrepit out there. I think he was getting some meatballs thrown his way down here at the down here at the end. That's just that's just my personal belief. But it'd be cool to see if he stuck it out and uh, was able to actually break the record. But three more years of that for. Well, yeah, I think he's already in his 40s. If not, he's 38 or 39. He's getting old, you know. But it'd be cool to see. That's I think it'd be cool to see. I'm recording my podcast a little earlier today. Got a lot of stuff going on. Not be able to talk about the Bengals Dolphins game after it happens. I'm super excited for it. You know, Dolphins are three and zero. Bengals are one and two. Finally got a win. Finally going in the right direction. I'm hearing things. You know, the offensive line for the Bengals is getting better. But the first two games they played against elite pass rushers. You think about it, T.J. Watt. Micah Parsons, two guys that are game wreckers that are considered top five defensive players in the NFL probably, you know, Dolphins don't have that. I mean, they have a good defense. They have a lot of good players, good corners. I know that much. So it'll be interesting to see. I feel like a lot of points. I'm probably taking the over tonight. That's a burp. Probably taking the over tonight on that one. But I hope that it, I hope that's good. I hope Bengals win because I hate the Dolphins. I don't hate Dolphins. I just don't like Tua. I don't really like Tyreek Hale. Uh, so that's just point blank. End of story. Sticking up in the AFC North, Miles Garrett was in a car wreck on Tuesday. I don't know if you saw the pictures, but his Porsche looked like he got pretty dinged up. He only suffered a couple minor injuries, which is, you know, good. Hopefully he can get back on the field. I think he's going to be out this Sunday. But still scary, you know, don't want to lose lose a legend like that and never want to see anyone get in a car crash. But happily, he's okay, so that's that's good. One thing that uh, is kind of crazy, I don't know if you heard about this new Smile movie. It looks really good. Me and my wife were big horror movie fans, you know, and movie and fans of horrors. Shout out porn. 
but they're going around to MLB stadiums and maybe even a couple NFL stadiums, and they're doing this like creepy smile, like if you're watching on YouTube, something like that. It uh, looks creepy, but they're going around standing there, getting on TV, like in the backdrop of MLB games, and just standing there smiling the whole time. It's a great marketing tool. They're putting all their money into it, so you hope it works out for them. I think it's going to. I'm going to watch the movie. It looks scary. I like that kind of shit, so should be good. Sticking with the scary, the new Jeffrey Dahmer show. I don't know if you've had the, the chance to check that out or not. People were saying it was super weird and stuff. I think we're only six or seven episodes in. Unless you're homophobic, I don't really understand how it's weird. I mean, there's nothing that's been too crazy. Yeah, he ate that human meat that one time. You know, the shit that he did was disgusting and fucked up, but it's really not as scary as like everyone was out making it out to be. I'm not terrified of it. I mean, he, he's killing... He's killing gay people. He's going out, drugging them. Like, it's fucked up, but it's not really creepy in my opinion. So, I don't know. Check it out, though. It's pretty good. It's okay show. It's not as good as I thought it was going to be. Evan Peters does a hell of a job, though. I love him. I love the American Horror Stories. Or Horror Story. He always, uh, he's always in those, you know. And he always seems to... He's a very good actor. He can play kind of any role, and he can play those creepier roles like he's like he's done in American Horror Story. So, check it out. I, I highly recommend it, but... Moving on to my one love, one hate segment. Last week I showed some love to moms. Um, got my mother-in-law coming in town, coming to town this weekend. So shout out mother-in-laws. It can be difficult, you know, but they're they're there. You know, they're your spouse's parent. They're ride or die. So shout out mother-in-laws. There's not there's nothing like them. You know, it's like getting a second mom, and that's always good, to, especially for some people. You know, so and this week I'm hating on hurricanes. Hurricane Ian's been hitting Florida. I've been seeing a lot of wild clips. Hurricanes are crazy, you know, and it sucks to see them happen, but they're I don't think they're the worst natural disaster compared to tornadoes or earthquakes because you never know when those are coming or a wildfire. I mean, you can kind of know about a wildfire, but, you know, fuck hurricanes. And I don't know if you saw the clip from the Fox News anchor that was basically like, if this thing moves inland, you're, you're all dead. He basically said, your kids are dead. It was just an absolutely wild clip absolutely hilarious love to see shit like that from news anchors and they got the poor speaking of news anchors they got the ones going out there to out in the fucking hurricanes there's i saw a clip where there's a guy standing there trying to report and the wind's just blowing him all around i'm like you could not pay me enough to do that job to go stand out in a hurricane and just the absolute wind the rain be horrible and be like so here's what's going on with the weather yeah fuck that you can count me out for that one. I'd have to get paid like a milli per each time for me to want to go out there and do that. I, I, I couldn't imagine. Couldn't imagine. It blows my mind that people have to do that. But hey, whatever gets the bills paid, then you know, gotta do what you gotta do. Moving on to my uh, top ten college games of the week. You know, it's pretty, pretty packed. We we got five ranked matchups, so that's something that hasn't happened in a while. It's gonna be a big shakeup in the landscape. You know, the rankings especially. I got a good one cooking up for my Pray for Chaos parlay that I'm going to put out on Friday for the fans. You know, get that out for you. So hopefully we got some, hopefully the chaos hits this week. I'd love to see it. I, I always root for chaos because that's that's the joy of college football right there. Anyone can be anyone. There's always, that's why I'm a fan for the expanded playoff because you see it in March Madness and the crazy upsets. I think that can still happen in college football. Yes, you know, you have the Alabamas, the Ohio State, these dominant forces, but even they get beat sometimes. Alabama lost Texas A&M last year. Michigan comes up and beats Ohio State. Shit like that can happen. 
that's why I'm a fan for the playoff, personally. But let's get into it. Kentucky Ole Miss, big top 10 matchup. I I put a TikTok up about this guy saying, how is Ole Miss a seven-point favorite for this game? Since Mark Stoops has been at Kentucky, going on the road against SEC West opponents, he has not once ever covered the spread. So I don't think he's going to do that again on Saturday. I like Ole Miss. I think Kentucky's a good team. But I think the SEC West, as always, is a lot better than the SEC East. Jackson Dart, I mean, it's going to be the first true test for him. Lane Kiffin is a wizard on offense. I really I really like the Ole Miss team. I like that players they have outside. I like Zach Evans. He's a solid back. I know they have another one. Ulysses Bennett, I believe. I mean, two solid backs right there. But I think Ole Miss wins this one by seven. At the minimum, I could see them winning by two to three two to four touchdowns, honestly, just because I think they're going to be playing that much better. They've been, especially if their student section shows up like Kiffin wants, could be a hell of a game. Oklahoma, TCU, Oklahoma obviously coming off a big loss to Kansas State last week. It's a bounce back spot for them, and I think there's going to be a crap ton of points scored. Oklahoma can score. The defense still has question marks, and playing a TCU team that puts up 30 or 40 a game at the minimum I would be very surprised if TCU doesn't tear it up. They have they have good quarterbacks as well. I can't even – is it Max Dugan? I can't remember. But I think there's going to be a ton of points. The over-under the over -under set at 68.5 right now, I'm taking that. I don't – I think it gets, it's going to be a 38-35 type ball game. Going to be a good one. I really like it, taking the over there. Staking in the Big 12, Texas Tech heading to Kansas State. Kansas State obviously just had a big win. Could be a letdown spot for them. You know, that happens with a lot of teams, especially these undisciplined teams. These, you know, a lot of new faces there when you got, you got transfers coming in. Adrian Martinez did an awesome job last week. Deuce Vaughn definitely helped him out. But I love Texas Tech's offense, and this would be a huge win for them. They're both 3-1 and one right now. Big game in the Big 12. The Big 12 is probably the most wide-open conference in college football this year. Top to bottom, anyone can win it. Anyone can turn around their season, make, make, the, make the playoff possibly. But I'm taking Texas Tech money line on this one. I think they're going to win the game outright. They're just going to tear it up. I love their offense. I love Donovan Smith. The kid's legit. Taking the Red Raiders to go into wherever Kansas State plays because I can't think of it off the top of my head. <coughs> but Texas Tech wins that one pretty easily, I think. I think Kansas State's going to come out a little, a little sluggish. Another top 25 matchup right here. Bama, Arkansas. Arkansas obviously lost that heartbreaker last week. But I think that Arkansas is going to get exposed this week, especially Alabama is a very is a very much better team. That doesn't make any sense, I know, but they are very much better, right? I'd, way be I don't even know. They're better. Let's just put it that way. I think Bama wins pretty easily. The, the, uh, the spread set at 70.5. I think Bama covers that. It's going to be a sad day in Fayetteville in so, easy money there if you're taking that one. Another top 25 matchup, and going back to the Big 12. Big 12's got a lot of big games this week. Oklahoma State heading to Baylor. Oklahoma State's number 9, Baylor's number 16. Oklahoma State's undefeated. You know, this is feeling like it could be their year, just like every year. Gundy's really got the team going in the right direction. And this is also last year's Big 12 championship game where Baylor won and Oklahoma State lost on that goal line stand. I've had such a hard time with this game going back and forth. I love both teams. I love Dave Aranda, especially. You know, he used to be the D.C. down here at LSU. I love the guy. I think he's really building something at Baylor. But I'm putting faith in Oklahoma State. I'm taking Oklahoma State money line. 
they're going to win it. You know, they're the underdogs coming to this game. I think the spread was set at three and a half when I looked earlier this morning. Taking Oklahoma State money line, they're going to win it outright. I think it's going to be a tight one, though. A very, very close, tough game that's probably going to come down to the wire again. Guess what? The fourth top 25 matchup, Wake Forest, Florida State. I don't think Florida State's good. I think they got lucky when they beat us. I mean, they got a blocked field goal. They had two different blocked field goals. I mean, if the if the one earlier in the game goes our way, we win that game right there at the end. So I, I don't have faith in Florida State. I don't really think they're they're there yet to be really competitive in the ACC. I love Wake Forest. They lost a heartbreaker last week to Clemson. I love Sam Hartman. I speak highly of the kid every time I talk about Wake Forest. <laughs> Wake Forest just wins this one. I mean, they're the underdogs going in. So once again, Wake Forest money line taking that. I just I love the Demon Deacons right now, and I think they're going to bounce back and they're going to beat the shit out of Florida State. Honestly, sticking in the ACC. Sticking with the top 25 matchup, NC State travels to Clemson. Clemson coming off that big win last week, obviously, against Wake Forest, like I just said. NC State, I mean, they've been kind of struggling out the gate. They're ranked in the top 10 now. They're climbing back up there. I think they know that this is a game that they need to win if they want to legitimize themselves as a playoff contender. Clemson, I just don't have any faith. I, people say they showed it last week that the offense is good, but the defense showed that they can get exposed pretty easily. So I'm I'm taking I'm taking NC State money line here. I I don't see how the Wolfpack don't come out with this win. I I love the Wolfpack team. I think they're gonna tear it up. And fuck Clemson. End of point blank. End of story right there. Fuck them. Iowa State, Kansas, another Big Twelve matchup. Like I said, Big Twelve's got a lot of big ones this week. Kansas is an absolute wagon. They score a ton of points, and I do not understand how they are not favored at home right now. I get Iowa State's a good team. I get Matt Campbell's a really good coach. Kansas is an absolute wagon. I'm probably taking both Kansas plus three and a half plus the money line. I don't see how the Jayhawks don't lose. I, I'm just putting so much faith in them. Lance Leipold's tearing it up. Jalen Daniels is a fucking stud. Kansas, easy money. Take it. Jayhawk, rock chalk, Jayhawk. Jayhawks win that game. They're ranked like they deserve to be. Another big SEC game. Going to finish it out with two here, actually. Ooh, yeah, you like that. I know you do. Texas A&M, Mississippi State. <clears throat> Mississippi State's favorite at home, obviously. Will Rogers, I, I like the offense a lot more. I don't think Texas A&M's got it figured out. I think Jimbo still is struggling with the offense and trying to find their rhythm. And they just lost Aeneas Smith, who's their best wide receiver. An absolute athlete. I mean, they use him so well in that offense when they've been able to get him the ball. He's an absolute stud, but I just I have more faith in Mississippi State right now. Having your best wide receiver out is definitely going to hurt Max Johnson. So Mississippi State, I'm taking the I'm taking the over though on this one, over 44 and a half. I think Mississippi State puts up you know almost 35, but I think Texas A&M still still scores two three touchdowns. I think that over hits pretty pretty handily. Last game, most important game in my eyes, LSU Auburn. LSU wins. I could see Brian Harson getting fired, especially if it's bad. If LSU blows out Auburn, Harson's going to get fired. I mean, everyone knows he's just like, it's like a ticking time bomb. I mean, if he wins, he could save his job, though. That's the crazy thing. I think if he wins, and then they still finish with a 7-6, and 8-4, and four, somewhere around there, I think they, they still keep him. But I think if they lose bad, it's over. But I'm taking the LSU minus 8.5. LSU's really cooking right now. It seems like the offense is starting to pick up pace a little bit better. Just riding the Tigers, baby. Go Tigers! So, taking that one. I love it. I love LSU, obviously. That's why I'm wearing 
my Brian Kelly shirt right now when I'm recording. But so that's my that's my top ten games to watch out. Top ten that I I really like the bets that I after looking at the board I really like those bets. So take them, write them down. If you're listening, write them down. Go rewind, write them down. It's what you need. It's what you need. Top five NFL games I'm looking at this week. First up, first up, Commanders at Cowboys. I really like the Commanders in this one for some weird reason. I mean, the Cowboys just got a big win with Cooper Rush at quarterback on Monday night. I just feel like something, something crazy is going to happen where the Cowboys all of a sudden don't show up. Their offense doesn't show up. The defense is going to somehow get burnt to shit. Taking Commanders' money line, that's just point blank right there. I, I like it. I like the Commanders better than I like the Cowboys right now. Seahawks-Lions, the Lions are an absolute wagon. The Seahawks don't have any offense. I mean, the Lions still scored 24 last week in their loss to Minnesota. I'm taking Lions minus 4.5. I just I love the Lions this year, and I think they're going to win a lot more games than people think they are. I just love their offense. I mean, they, they continue to score their defense. It's given up a lot of points, but the Seahawks don't have very good of an offense, so I think Lions win pretty easily. Bears-Giants. Two two and one teams. One of them is going to be three and one after this game, which blows my mind. I don't think anyone could have seen that coming. I think people probably would have thought this game they could both be zero and three coming into it, but here they are, two and one, taking Bears money line. I just feel like Justin Fields is going to have a good week this week. I don't. I just don't have any faith in the Giants either. I don't know how they've won two games. Blows my mind. My favorite over of the week: Bills Ravens over fifty one and a half. Both teams are just going to put up points. Bounce back spot for the Bills, you know, off a upsetting loss. The offense kind of struggled last week. I think they bounce back. They tear it up. I mean, we've seen the Ravens have given up a lot of points this year. They did it to the Dolphins. I think the overhits easily. I mean, Ravens are on offense are just as good. You know, Lamar's a stud. He's been balling out so far this year. I just think a lot of points are going to be scored here. So taking that over, if I had to tell you one bet to take this weekend, it's probably that one. I just think it's going to be a hell of a game as well. Just tons of points. Broncos, Raiders. I think the Raiders finally get a win this week. I really do. The Broncos are not that good. I, Russ is not cooking. Russ is not dangerous. That freaking clip of him doing that Subway commercial about made me take myself out to the back 40 because it was so fucking cringy like he always is. He's he's probably the most cringy quarterback in the NFL right now other than Patrick Mahomes just because I hate Patrick Mahomes. Sorry, Patrick. Just Shots fired. But I'm taking Raiders minus two and a half. I think they win it pretty easily. I think they get themselves going in the right direction. Hopefully, if they lose, oh, oh, if the Raiders lose, Josh McDaniels is probably going to be on one of the hottest seats in the NFL. I could see them firing him if, if they don't get things going. If they have a horrible, horrible season, could be so bad for them. But that's today's show. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you have a fabulous weekend. I hope you win all your bets. And please, please, the love of God, like, share, subscribe, send it to your parents, send it to your grandparents, your aunties, your uncles, your cousins, your friends, your lovers, your ex-lovers, whatever you need to do, send it to a freaking girl on OnlyFans, you know, be like, hey, I really love your content, but hey, check out my podcast by my boy, Riley Brakefield, it's a hit, I love it, it's so good, if you want gambling advice, listen to it, it's not always the best, but hey, he does what he can for the people, and that's what I'm here to do, but for now, your boy Titties is out, I love you. Have a blessed weekend, and may the odds forever be in your favor.